Hey guys, it's Hope here with the Hopeful Spirit Podcast. The alternative wellness series is all about sharing information on practices, modalities, and therapies that will elevate your life. To grow our knowledge, I'll be having conversations with thought leaders, practitioners, and influencers as we journey together through a network of holistic health. Everybody, this is Hope, and I'm with Amanda Wonderland. What a wonderful name, right? <laughs> Thank you. I feel like we have the best names for our industry. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I am excited to talk to you because, like, we were speaking before about um, one of the episodes that I wanted to do was about EFT, and that's something that you specialize in. Yeah. And I'm hoping that you can share information that is helpful for the community and so first I want to ask you okay so it says here uh, clinical EFT practitioner somatic therapies informed yoga instructor and a worth and wellness coach yeah and a transformation facilitator that's yeah. a lot of stuff blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean multifaceted <laughs> Um, we'll start with the first one. So okay. clinical EFT practitioner means that I have studied the evidence-based form of EFT. So EFT is pretty simple. It's the people's tool, which is what I love about it. Anybody can do it. You don't have to pay a practitioner for the rest of your life. Um, but they have figured out a specific protocol, a formula that could be followed so that we know that when they do the studies to see how it affects PTSD, mm. trauma, anxiety, depression, stress, all these other things, they know that they have this specific um, formula that they go through. So that's what I've studied okay. and that's what I have my certificate in. Um, and it's still very much the people's tool, mm -hmm. but they've just systematized it so that it uh, works for research very yeah. well. Yeah, so that they're not just having lots of people come in and do lots of different things and trying to get the numbers from that. So that's the clinical EFT practitioner. Okay. And then um, I'm also a yoga instructor, but I studied uh, somatic therapy. So really getting into the body when you're working on emotional issues. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of times for people, yoga can be strictly physical or it can be a combination of spiritual and physical and uniting the breath with the body or yourself with um, greater consciousness or source energy. Um, but with the yoga that I do, we're really focusing on the emotions as well. So getting into the body and realizing that every bit of emotional turmoil that we experience is actually an energetic block in the body. So combining those types of somatic therapies of diaphragmatic breathing, and um, we do a lot of somatic experiencing mm -hmm. of shaking things out mm -hmm. and just really getting your body involved mm. in the emotional res resolution. Um, so it's hatha and vinyasa and yin yoga with some combinations of somatic therapies and tapping mixed in as well. And then the worth and wellness coach um, <laughs> is super duper exciting because I feel like my philosophy on life is that we are all born whole and worthy. We're mm. all born just absolutely perfect, like these pure streams of consciousness with nothing really impeding our flow at all. And then as we grow up, we learn from our society, mm. from our culture, from our parents, our teachers, our siblings, our leaders. Um, the way that they see life, you know, which for them is correct. Mm -hmm. um, but as they give it to us growing up, it forms these blocks, these limiting beliefs that prevent us from really um, staying authentic to that mm -hmm. whole and worthy self that we were born in. 
So my goal with EFT and somatic therapies and all that is to get rid of all the blocks in our stream, all those rocks that came up from our leaders telling us how things should be, um, and so that we can get back into that pure stream of consciousness mm -hmm. and into the flow of abundance. So I feel like worth is number one when it comes to manifesting in your life, right. feeling good about yourself. All of it is getting that worth back, mm -hmm. getting rid of society's ideas that I'm not good enough, I'm not thin enough, I'm not busy enough, yeah. I'm not wealthy <laughs> enough, you know, all right. that stuff. Um, so that's my goal is to get everybody back to their mm -hmm. authentic worth. And then once we do that, we can really focus on holistic wellness. So mm -hmm. really getting the health, wealth, love, and career all those four segments of our life fully aligned and in our worth. Mm -hmm. So that's my main passion is getting people right. into their worth and wellness. <laughs> and then the transformation facilitator is just kind of a, a byproduct of all those other things. Mm -hmm. Because doing the EFT, doing the somatic informed yoga, and really working on your worth and wellness is going to lead to some transformation. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that can be a little disorienting when someone has a self-concept of who they oh, are. Yes. And we pull all those rocks oh, out yeah. of the stream and then they're like, well, now what? Right. You know, it's like, what do I do here? So I help facilitate that transformation by putting in the ideas that you want, mm -hmm. helping you really create the person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. So as those self-concepts die, we put in the positive um, self-concepts and then you really can achieve lasting authentic transformation mm -hmm. in that way so mm -hmm. those are my four titles right <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about um your so what's coming up what is this uh, a few it's a couple of weekends right two different events that yeah, you're having yeah can you talk a little bit more about those totally super exciting um right now we have two weekends booked but our plan is to eventually do them monthly oh okay so my co-creatrix and myself her name is Kalyan Darshan mm -hmm. um and you guys actually did a podcast together yes, so yeah. yeah people could listen to that and get a little bit of her information as well so we have come together and combined my energy psychology and mindfulness meditation and neuroscience with her um, kundalini yoga and sound healing and breath work and all the wonderful things that we've learned. We've combined those together mm. to create these intensive four to five day retreats for women in these really high vibe destinations mm. across the planet. So we want to take them somewhere where it's really beautiful, mm. really calm. We can bathe in the beauty of mother nature <laughs> as we do this right. serious work. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? As we go in and refresh their spirits, release their emotional wounds, rewire their brains mm -hmm. like that's what we're doing we're reclaiming their power we're reframing their world and we're resetting their lives mm -hmm. so it's basically for women who are feeling like they're being called to up level in some way mm -hmm. but they don't really know how yeah or every time they start to they get blocked they yeah. get sabotaged you answered my next that was going to be my next question who are who is this created yeah, for that's for these people who consciously know that they want their life to be different and they want to create something new for themselves but for some reason their underlying patterns dysfunctional um and maladaptive beliefs and limiting beliefs are preventing them from actually achieving the lives that they want to. So it's for women who maybe are empty nesters now. They've raised their children. Mm -hmm. They're looking for new purpose in their life. 
for women who are feeling like they've hit a wall or, or a ceiling in mm -hmm. their career and they're ready to up level. They're trying to start their own businesses, mm -hmm. as so many of us have, um, and are really just trying to achieve transformation, but having a really hard time doing it. So those are the women we have a passion for. Do you feel like, or do you feel like anybody needs any type of experience with like some of the, the language or, um, the movement that you guys are going to be doing on these? Yeah, not at all. Okay. Not at all. I know yeah. a lot of people get all, get freaked out. Like I've never done yoga before. I know. What is meditation? And all I know. These things, so. Everything about it is kind of, um, it, it could be a challenge for someone. First of all, going to a foreign country, going mm. somewhere that's you know new for you. Anxiety right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Meeting all of these new yes. people, trying these modalities that you haven't tried. Mm. I mean, it does require taking risks, jumping right. off cliffs, believing in yourselves, and being at that point in your life where the universe has made you so uncomfortable mm. that you have to do something about it. And yeah. sometimes I think it does that, where yeah. it's like, I had to. You weren't going to move unless yeah. that made you uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we recognize that, that there's a lot of apprehension about all yeah. of those things. And so we do our very best to make sure that our women feel completely at ease, completely free to be themselves, completely safe, unconditional positive regard, nothing less than love and light when we mm. speak to our women. But when it comes to yoga and any of the other modalities, you can be completely clueless about mm. all of it. Our yoga meets you where you're at. Mm. Our EFT meets you where you're at. And we will start from square one and teach you everything as we work through the four or five days. And then you can take all of that home with you and continue yeah. using it in your build, life. Build a practice at your home. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to know if, like, say somebody who is thinking about coming to one of your events and they are, like, extreme anxiety or they have, like, freak out moments or panic attacks. You know, they're, they are going to be alone. How would you guys handle something like that? They have this meltdown in the middle of the yeah the work. Yeah. Are you okay if I tap while I talk about this? No. That's okay. I'm quite I'm quite a tapper. <laughs> I tap pretty much all the time, so don't mind me. Um. Yeah. Basically, what what tapping does um for trauma, for anxiety, for any of these heightened emotions is calm them down. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've chosen this modality. Oh, okay. I always knew I wanted to work with individuals in some type of therapeutic context. Mm -hmm. All of my career aptitude stuff said mm -hmm. that's what I'm supposed to do when yeah. I was in high school. <laughs> and as I learned all of that, I was like, I don't know if I can take that on. Yeah. I don't, I'm too empathic. I feel other people's stuff. I don't want somebody else's shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I can deal with that. And I don't know how to help myself. How am I right. supposed to help those people? Right. You know what I mean? But I always had like a calling. Um, so I spent, you know, 20 plus years working on myself mm -hmm. before I felt like I yeah. could actually be of service to other people. And I found EFT and that's how... I've figured out this is how I'm going to do it. Okay. Because it's actually something practical that I can give them that works immediately. No tools needed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have your hands and that's it. You can do it anywhere at any time as long as you don't really care. You know, people see you doing crazy things. But there are ways to, you know, tap certain points that are underneath the table or underneath your desk if you're on a Zoom mm -hmm. call. Or, you know, we tend to... 
put our our hands on the spots where our meridian ends are anyway when we're stressed. So for instance, when we're stressed, sometimes we'll hold the spot right at the top of our nose mm -hmm. right here, you know, or just the sides of our eyes like this. How yeah, many times like have you a, seen I'm people like a, do that? A head stroker. Yes, totally, totally. And the same with like, oh, you yes, know, that's on the yes. top of your head. Even here. Yes. These are our spots right here. You yeah. know, when people do this, this is your collarbone spot. So. Mm -hmm. Um, for those of you who can't see the the camera, I'm touching all of the different meridian spots, which we can talk about later. But um, people tend to do that anyway when they're mm -hmm. stressed out. And so we've just kind of um, codified it into a system that really helps. So to answer your question, if a woman you know, came to our retreat really, really stressed, really high on anxiety, mm -hmm. really overwhelmed, out of their element, we would start tapping immediately. Mm -hmm. Okay. immediately and so just doing five minutes of tapping lowers your stress for the next 90 minutes okay and so that's why I'm not too concerned about dealing um, with traumatized clients at our retreats mm -hmm. because EFT works so quickly and effectively on trauma and we do have specific techniques that we mm -hmm. use if someone's having a freak out in yeah. that moment we have these gentle ways to go about calming them down mm -hmm. and kind of having a plan in place in case anything like that happens. People that we could refer them to if yeah. we felt like it might be a bigger problem than we could handle um, yeah. using EFT. And there are some mental conditions that, you know, we would recommend if you're going to use EFT, you should you use it um, while also under the guidance of a licensed medical professional. Or, okay. Yeah. Okay. So for certain things, you know, like... Um, like schizophrenia, possibly, and, and bipolar disorder mm. and things like that. Things where people are on medication. Mm -hmm. We definitely would recommend, if you're going to use EFT, absolutely go for it. But make sure that you still have a licensed um, mm. medical practitioner that is helping you oversee your medicine and stuff like that. Well, I, I think that's actually kind of a great segue to um, talk about EFT. Because I know a lot of people um, may have never even heard of this <laughs> technique and um obviously you believe a great deal in this yes. like it's it's been helpful so yeah. can you talk a little bit about that maybe um even include some like success stories or you know like something something that like kind of blew your mind you're like whoa this stuff really works yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm a living success story. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques and there are actually like 48 of them. Um, but we basically just stick with like the basic recipe, which okay. I'll teach you today. <laughs> um, and it came about around like the seventies. And so they were doing a lot of psychotherapy with vets coming back from World War II and from Vietnam, and I think they didn't even call it PTSD back then. They called it shell shock. Right. But they were all coming back, and they were all having these same symptoms. And so they were have they were doing cognitive behavioral therapy with them and doing talk therapy. Mm. What they realized is that they were re-traumatizing all mm. of them because they would just talk Taking through. them back into it, yeah. Yeah, and there was just nothing they could do. And now we've realized that those traumas live in the body, and mm. that's why somatic therapies help so much. Mm. So... They started having them just diaphragmatic breathe. Mm -hmm. So they would tell the stories and then 
present this um, contradictory experience in the body. So even though their mind is reliving the trauma and their body is going into fight or flight because that's how our minds work, right? right like yeah. there's not actually a tiger there, but the stress that we feel for this deadline makes us think that our life is in danger, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so they noticed that as they had these vets breathe deeply into their diaphragm, they were able to process these traumas more and they weren't re-traumatizing them. Mm. So they kept working with somatic practices and then uh, thought field therapy came about where we started getting into the acupoints. Mm. And then Roger Callahan and Gary Craig are these two amazing guys in the 70s who really formulated EFT and said, these are the nine points that we're going to do. Um, and ever since then, it's just been cutting edge, groundbreaking, and there have been 100 plus clinical trials um, that have all proved significant efficacy mm. of the tool. Um, and so for me, I thought it was crazy when I first looked at it. Mm. I was just desperate for anything to Here's help Here's another me. thing. I yeah. know. And I, had, <laughs> and I was a self-help junkie. Yes. I mean, you name it, I had tried it. And at this point in my life, this was about uh, two and a half, three years ago, I was dealing with chronic, <laughs> chronic back pain. Okay. I was a flight attendant. And so I would end up, you know, serving my customers and then sit for the next six hours because mm -hmm. there's really not much else right. to do as right. a flight attendant. Um, and I wasn't really living a healthy lifestyle. Oh, yeah, was, I can imagine. <laughs> it's so hard. I mean, we were up all night doing red eyes. We were in different cities every mm. night. There was just, just unhealthy food, alcohol, all kinds of stuff. Yes. I just wasn't really living my best life. And my lower back was killing me. It's mm -hmm. all I thought about. I woke up with it. I went to bed with it. I carried foam rollers, lacrosse balls, heating pads, cold packs, everywhere that I went. Wow. It was awful. And I was just at my wit's end. I was like, fine. I'm going to try this crazy looking thing where people <laughs> tap all over their faces and just look insane. I'm just going to try it. And I noticed that it helped me calm down a little bit. Mm. Um, but I wasn't totally sold at first. Mm. Um, but for some reason, I was like, I'm going to keep doing it. Just like I did with my yoga and meditation. I'm going to do it every single day, even if I'm not sure if it's working. And within a few weeks my back pain had completely disappeared. Wow. Completely. And I want to cry just talking about mm -hmm. it because I'm so grateful that mm -hmm. it's gone. I really thought I was going to be stuck with it for the rest mm -hmm. of my life. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that feeling, but I've had those types of feelings and it was just terrifying. So that's my success story. Yeah. And then from there, I mean, I just use, I use it every single time I'm emotionally triggered. Mm. So sometimes that's multiple times throughout the day. Yeah. <laughs> and I tap regularly with a practitioner once a week because oh, I'm okay. still so, I mean, I, I don't know that the work ever ends, right. but it has opened me up in a way that has just revealed the onion of trauma and childhood stuff and limiting beliefs yeah. and all these things. And the more that I sort through it it's like just peeling layers of the onion mm. and it's really nice to get to work with someone who can kind of help you mm. sort through that so tapping is the people's tool you can use it anywhere mm. at any time by yourself but it is nice to work with a practitioner right. every now and then to really get an organized session and well yeah and I think sometimes you you kind of you think you've solved something Mm -hmm. or maybe felt like you've had a breakthrough and in some cases it's just like you just don't really get the thing that you're doing 
Does yeah. that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. you can read it and, and see other people do it. And, of course, like, there's all these things that you can see online now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're right face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, you're mm-hmm. like, this is real. Mm-hmm. And they, it, there's no veil to, yeah. to hide you from that thing. And I think that's where people get intimidated is they're, I'm dealing with this now. Mm-hmm. I can't go <clears throat> run to my, my drink or I can't run to my person that I vent everything to and just give it all to them. Right. I'm, I'm dealing with myself. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's great to have a, somebody to work with. It's, you know, and there's a trust, there's an intimacy, uh, working with people. I mean, I notice it too. You give that a little bit of trust mm-hmm. and it's hard to find people like that yeah. these days. So yeah. I applaud you guys for mm. <laughs> offering this, service to people like this healing yeah thank you yeah thank you and a practitioner can guide you too in a very specific way so a lot of it has to do with your feelings your Mm -hmm. emotions and and in self-help work I think a lot of us try to tackle it cognitively Mm. we're like well no this is what my mother did and this is why this is this way and this is this way and so a practitioner will say okay we're going to turn off the mind. We can give mm. your mind a break right now because mm. we just want to focus on your feelings and your body right mm. now. So that's what I really value about mm. having a practitioner. But you made an excellent point that if you're going to engage in EFT, there are no more veils. There's no toxic positivity. There's no spiritual bypass. It is about exposure. Mm-hmm. And that's how we reprogram our neural pathways. Mm-hmm. So this is my favorite part about EFT. <laughs> and it's uh, the transformation sequence. And it's what neuroscientists have coined memory reconsolidation. Mm-hmm. And so what they used to think is that once we've had a memory, an event, a trauma, it's locked in our brain. And mm-hmm. those synapses are locked never to be opened again. And they've learned through neuroscience that once you open those up, there's about a four-hour reconsolidation window Mm. where you have lability in there, where you're able to change your neural pathways. Okay. And so the way that you do that is through this sequence. It's vivid re-exposure to the memory event, trauma, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. They want you to really feel it so we can fire up those neural bundles. Mm -hmm. That's how we do it. Mm And then we present the contradictory experience, which is tapping, which mm-hmm. is letting your body know there's not actually a tiger. Otherwise, I wouldn't be tapping. I'd right. be running for my life. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. You can do that with diaphragmatic breathing. You can do that with breath work. You can do it with many other somatic practices. Mm-hmm. EFT is the one that I've chosen. Mm-hmm. And then you just repeat that process. Mm-hmm. So um, exposure, contradictory experience, which we also use with the acceptance statement. Mm-hmm which I'll tell you about in just a moment, and then we repeat it. And that's how we retrain your neural pathways Mm -hmm. so that you can actually achieve real lasting transformation. So do you want to hear how the sequence goes? Sure. Okay, cool. Let me tell you the points first, the nine acupressure points that we use in tapping. We start with the side of the hand here. Mm -hmm. So you'll just use one hand to tap on the other side of the hand. It's basically from where the bottom of your pinky hits to your wrist. And you can tap it just as hard as you would drum on a table. Mm-hmm. And our body is symmetrical, so you can do it on either side. You can also do That's it. That's what like, I was going to ask. Yeah, either you can, or mm-hmm, either side. You can um, also just uh, tap the sides of your hands together. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it is not more effective if you do both at the same time. It's the, it's the same. Mm -hmm. So this one is what we start with. And mm -hmm. this one's really good for when um, a part of you feels like it doesn't want to be stressed, but a part of you is stressed. Mm -hmm. This really helps kind of align those parts of you. So okay. this is the side of the hand point. And then from here, we move to the top of the head. Mm -hmm. It's right where your crown chakra would be or right where a soft spot would be on a baby. And then we move to the eyebrow point. So it's on the inside edges of your eyebrows, right where they meet the bridge of your nose. And you can just use two fingers to tap right there. And then we move to the side of the eye. It's right there where the bone is on the side of your eye. So be a little gentle, but you wanna be right where that bone is because these points are about the size of a pinhead. This is mm. right where an acupuncturist would put a needle. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we're gonna not use needles on this one. <laughs> And then underneath the eye, stay right there on the bone, and it's okay. directly underneath your pupil. And this is your stomach meridian. So they all correlate to different organs in your body. And then we'll go underneath the nose. So it's right in between your nose and your upper lip. And so this is sending a signal to your amygdala right now, mm -hmm. saying no need to create cortisol or adrenaline. We're mm -hmm. actually cool. We're not being chased by a tiger. And then we go underneath the mouth, so it's right in between the lower lip and the chin. And then we have two more spots. And we just do about five to seven times in each spot. The collarbone is, um, the best way to tell you is to find the little divot in the middle of your collarbone. And then you go down an inch and out an inch towards your shoulders. So and then you just tap right there. And then underneath the arm is where the bra line is in women. So if you are not a woman, you can just use your four fingers and go directly under your armpit and then that spot is right there. So those are the nine spots that we okay. use. And then the sequence starts with the exposure. This is the setup statement. Okay. There's the exposure statement and then there's the acceptance statement and then there's the repetition. Okay. So we could work on something that you want to work on or we could just use uh, stress or not enough time. I think that not, a, not enough time not is enough good. Time. For... Okay, cool. Then I know a lot of people could use this at home too. So. Yeah, I could use it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, okay, so this is how it starts. Okay. We state the problem. So we speak the truth. No toxic positivity, no spiritual bypass. This is how I really feel. I feel like I don't have enough time or I feel like there's never enough time. Which one of those like, do you think resonates most? I feel like there's never enough time. Okay, cool. And then we decide on a scale of one to 10, either how distressing that is for you or how true that feels Ooh. for you. So this one will probably be a true. There are two scales that we use. One is called the subjective unit of distress. And that's like, I'm stressed at a 10. One, zero to 10. Like if I'm having a moment right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So zero is I'm not stressed at all. Okay. 10 is I'm as stressed as I've ever been. Okay. And then we have another scale, which is called the validity of cognition. And that means how strong do you believe that to be true? So it's oh. zero means I don't believe it to be true at all. 10 means it's absolute truth. So I think with what we're doing right now, which is that there's never enough time, this is a limiting belief. This okay. is a cognition. So we'll use VOC. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, how true do you believe there's never enough time is? I'm gonna say a seven. Seven, okay, cool. And then we start tapping. Okay. So on the side of the hand, we'll say, even though I think there's never enough time. 
even though I think there's never enough time. And then this is our acceptance statement. Okay. So the traditional one is, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So as for you, Hope, how true does that feel, that statement? I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Uh, that's, I'm... I'm pretty confident about You're good that, with so, that one. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, me too. For some people, when they come in, they're like, I'm not even close to loving or accepting myself. Yeah. I am not okay with that. So it has to be true for you. Okay. Otherwise, we're just painting over it. We're okay. toxic positivity. <laughs> you know I, what I, I mean? What you're saying. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it could be, even though I believe there's never enough time, I'm open to accepting how I feel about this. Just okay. something to allow you to create a contradictory experience, but still stay true and authentic to how you're okay. feeling. I feel it buzzing already in my hand. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, if you're familiar with energy yeah, work, energy then, work, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So we do that three times while okay. we're tapping on the side of the hand. So we'll say it again. Even though I feel like there's never enough time. Even though I feel like there's never enough time. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Yeah, and we'll do it one more time. Even though I feel like there's never enough time. Even though I feel like there's never enough time. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply, completely love and accept myself. Right, and then we'll tap through the points as we remind ourselves of this okay. cognition. So we'll okay. go to the top of the head. And say, there's just never enough time. There's just never enough time. And then we go to the eyebrow. There's never enough time. There's never enough time. Side of the eye. There's so much I want to do. There's so much I want to do. Underneath the eye. And there's never enough time. There's never enough time. Mm -hmm. Underneath the nose. I never have enough time. I never have enough time. Underneath the mouth. To do everything I want to do. To do everything I want to do. And you go to the collarbone. I feel like there's just never enough time. I feel like there is never enough time. <laughs> Good. You're feeling it. I love that. <laughs> Underneath the arm. Never enough time. Never enough time. Okay. So we've only just done one round, but uh -huh. we're just going to stop and check in. Take a breath. Sometimes it's good to take a drink if you want to. That kind of moves energy. It's not required. But then we check in and we just see if that number is still at a six. When you think there's never enough time, how true is that for you? It's probably about the same. Okay. So be prepared for that because we've only done one round. Mm -hmm. And then also be prepared that it could go up. Okay. Because we're shining a light on something that hasn't had a light shined, shown, okay. sh shown, <laughs> shown on it, shown, shown. We're getting there, okay yes, from that editor yes, over there. Yes. <laughs> um, it hasn't been seen in okay. a really long time, and so now it's like, oh, hello, you know. Yeah, so sometimes yeah. the number will go up. So that's okay. why we normally repeat with another round. Okay. So then okay. we'll say, even though I still feel like there's never enough time. Even though I still feel like there's never enough time. I accept how I feel about this. I accept how I feel about this. Yep, two more times. Even though I still feel like <clears throat> there's never enough time. Even though I feel like there's never enough time. I choose to show myself compassion. I choose to show myself compassion. Does that feel true Yeah. For you? Okay, cool. Even though I feel like there's never enough time. Even though I feel like there's never enough time. I'm open to feeling differently about this. I'm open to feeling differently about this. Yeah, top of the head. There is never enough time. <laughs> There's never <laughs> enough time. 
Eyebrow. Oh, I want more time. Oh, I want more time. The side of the eye. There's so much I want to do. There's so much I want to do. Underneath the eye, and there's just never enough time for all of it. And never enough time for all of them. And then underneath the nose. I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time. Underneath the mouth to do all the things I want to do. To do all the things I want to do. Collarbone, but there's just never enough time. But there's just never enough time. Mm -hmm. Underneath the arm. Never enough time. Never enough time. You okay if we dig a little deeper with this one? Sure. Okay, we'll go to the top of the head, okay. and we'll just keep tapping as I ask you, do you feel anything in your body when you say, there's never enough time? There's never enough time. Um, I mean, not really, but there's some sensation in my hands. It's in your fingertips? Just it kind of went shot down to my hands. Okay, that's really the only thing. Yeah. What's it feel like? Uh, just like a um, awareness of energy. I okay. guess that's the best way to explain it. Okay. Do you remember ever having felt that sensation before? Oh yeah, like just from massage work. Okay. Just um, I don't know. Just feeling just, energy go through your fingers. Well, no, I mean, I do Reiki, so mm. I, I know that feeling, but this was more just like, I was trying to see where it was at, I guess, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the best way to explain it. Yeah, I hear you. So, so I think that probably has more to do with the, the energy that we're moving around than getting back to an, so normally what we do is, what do you feel in your body when you say, there's never enough time. And then time. Okay. we trace that sensation back to the first time that you felt that sensation. And mm. that lets us target the root memory. Oh, You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think you're feeling something different somatically just from moving all the energy around. Oh, which yeah. Is great, yeah. Which is great. Um, but we do trace back to the original event that made you form this belief that there's mm. never enough time. And we do that through feeling the sensations in the body. Mm -hmm. And then we'll also go back to a specific event. Okay. So there might be some time in your childhood or even in the last few years or few months that you just really felt that, like, I just am never going to have enough time to do any of the things that I oh, want. Oh, I felt it a lot over the years, so yeah. there's probably lots of layers of onion there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, so next time you feel it, just yeah. notice in your body okay. what it feels like in your body. And All then, right. for me, I normally feel a lot of stuff in my chest and my throat. Okay. And then that leads me to, when was the first time that I felt this, or the worst time that I felt oh. it. So we focus on the first or the worst. Okay. Generally. And that helps you get into that memory. So then we'd move from there. Um, let me just make it up. So yeah. even though my grandmother was always rushed, mm -hmm. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though my grandmother never knew how to slow down, I mm -hmm. deeply and completely love and accept myself mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Okay. Even though in this specific event, my grandmother was dragging me out the door because <laughs> I wasn't moving fast yeah. enough for her. I yeah. deeply and completely love and accept myself. Okay. And so that's how we get to the root issue, the core issue so that we can pluck that out and achieve lasting transformation. Okay. So do you feel like somebody could, who's having um, a trigger moment, that would be the best time to do something like this? Or, yes. okay, or if it's just something that you know, so you could probably do both. They're having a trigger moment, you're trying to figure out what's behind the trigger. 
or somebody who is just working on some like core stuff like you're you said you're still always kind of working through some things mm -hmm. so this is either or and okay yes gotcha because generally when you get triggered during the day it's not because of what that person did to you we usually have disproportionate emotional responses okay to what people did to us because it stems back to what happened to us as a mm. child mm. otherwise I wouldn't be so upset that you slammed the car door yeah. But it reminds me of when my dad did it when I was three and it terrified me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's why we have these responses. So I think it can be either or. It mm -hmm. can be let's deal with this trigger in the moment. But generally, those triggers lead us back to a core issue, mm -hmm. which is beautiful because mm -hmm. then it doesn't trigger you as much anymore. That's what yeah. they've learned through neuroscience is once you've repeated that and you've retrained your neural pathways, you still have that memory of right. your dad slamming the door. It just doesn't affect you as much because you've diffused the emotional charge underneath Yeah, that's it. a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super exciting and liberating, yeah. right? Well, yeah, especially now with, like, everything that's going on, um, the picking up the pieces from the pandemic, mm -hmm. still, like, people traumatized from certain events going on there, like walking outside or in a crowd, like right. there's so much. Um, also, um, it's so vast. Like I could just go through a list and I'm sure you can too, of all the things that people are going through, mm -hmm. um, and what this technique can help people with, like, mm -hmm. uh, on deep, deep levels. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I did notice is that we we're talking about that veil earlier. Yeah. Um, people kind of, well, what's the word I'm looking for when you push something away? Uh, suppress, Not, avoid. The suppress, uh, I can't think of it. But yeah, mm. sort of that way where um, they're faced with something and um, they don't want to uh, work on that issue. And mm -hmm. so I can see somebody trying this at home and, you know, what what would you say for somebody who's like trying to work on stuff, they don't really have the the means or the funds to to find a practitioner mm -hmm. what is some advice that you can give people um that are just sitting at home trying to work through their shit yeah yeah um well youtube <laughs> yeah. yeah well you just said there's like so many different versions of eft and like how do you like who do you know yeah. the, the the truth the source truth that's that's for me that's important like i'm getting to the source like to what's the truth of the thing that's really going to help me. And because there's a lot of, you know, false mm -hmm. people don't really know what they're doing or talking about. And they're just giving out information freely all mm -hmm. over the place. Yeah, I agree. I have really good resources for that. Um, so the, the way that I got into tapping was through general tapping. So you have general tapping and you have specific tapping. And okay. the tapping solution is an app that you can get online and it's general tapping. So it'll be tapping for stress relief and everybody uses the same words and it mm -hmm. does help. At the beginning, they have you rate your subjective unit of distress. Okay. How stressed am I? How upset am I? How anxious am I? How depressed am I? How apathetic am I? All these different things. And then they'll basically give you a script and you repeat everything. So that's not very specific to your traumas, right? Okay. But I think that's a great way to start. Yes. That's what helped me with my back pain, to be honest, was okay. the tapping solution. Um, and then there's the tapping place, 
which is what the company that I got my certification through is called EFT Universe. And they have um, basically a place where you can find people that do evidence-based clinical EFT. Um, so that's for people who are able to hire a practitioner. There's also um, free resources for people that aren't, and you can find that at thestresssolution.com. But as far as like um, finding someone on YouTube or any free resources, the thing that's happening is it's not going to lead you wrong. Okay. You know, even if you are not following the clinical EFT or the evidence-based mm -hmm. EFT, you're tapping on the acupuncture point. So as long as you're tapping on there, your brain is getting the signal. Okay. Regardless of which tap, which point they start with first, it doesn't matter what order. Mm. Um, so there are some really great people on YouTube that you could do general tapping with. But when it comes to dealing with your specific um, limiting beliefs or traumas or emotions, it's really quite a simple formula. So there's a problem box. You put your problem in a box and it basically is, even though I have this problem, mm -hmm. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. That's it. And then you state the problem so you, that you can remember it. So you're reminding yourself with these reminder phrases mm. as you go through. So it really is something that you can do at home. And if you begin to feel overwhelmed, you just keep tapping. Okay. Cause you see, I feel like a lot of people tapping. be like, Oh, it's there. I got, I got to stop. I just, just feels uncomfortable with me. There's a, there's an element of courage. Okay. That definitely has to come into doing any of this work, yes, any of the shadow true. work, any of this inner child reparenting, any of this courage to look back at what forms you into the person that you are today. Mm -hmm. And some people can just be really happy with who they are as people. Mm -hmm. I've unfortunately never really had that growing mm -hmm. up. I just always felt like something was wrong and mm -hmm. I wasn't quite happy with how I was showing up in the world. And it's because I had all these subconscious limiting mm -hmm. beliefs that were running the show. I was asleep behind the wheel and mm. my inner child was running everything and mm. I didn't like it. Yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah, I think you can do EFT on your own following the simple formula mm. and the secret for when you start to feel overwhelmed is don't stop tapping. Just that's don't stop. That's the thing. I think that's what is, gets people to not finish. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think part of that is that they felt that they pushed it away for so long and they just didn't want to deal with it. So, mm. you know, I'm always like, go through your shit and just get shit or get off the pot. That's, that's kind of my, <laughs> I know. well, I mean, I've always been passionate about women. Like mm. that's my degree is in women and gender studies. And right out of college, I got straight into motivational speaking for adolescent mm. girls on body image and personal safety and worth and wellness. Yeah. So it's always been like part of my passion, but, um, I gotta tell you, uh, Gabor Mate, do you know who that is? He's yes. a psychiatrist, oh my goodness. Just doing amazing work in the field mm. of psychology. And he just came out with a new book called The Myth of Normal. Mm. And it talks about how we deal with emotions and illness in this toxic society mm. where we're not allowed to talk about how we feel because yes. there's so much toxic positivity. And he talked about the five traits of people with chronic illness and autoimmune disorders. Mm. And they completely floored me. And I have not been able to get them off my okay. mind since then. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. So I have to look at these notes just to make sure. So number one is an automatic and compulsive concern for the emotional needs of others at mm. your own expense. 
-hmm. Number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is identification, rigid identification with duty, role, and responsibility. Yes. So we glorify that in our society, right? So it's very much like... All our labels. Yeah. I'm actually going to look at my notes just to make sure I say everything that I want to say here. It's that idea of I can do everything for everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... Crazy, like yeah. uh, I know I know a lot of people that identify with that. Third is repression of healthy anger. So that's what mm. you're talking about. We're used to just repressing it, mm. pushing it away. It's not socially acceptable. We are taught as children mm. that angry kids don't get loved because mm. when we're angry, we're sent to our room or we're punished or mm. you know. Um, four is belief that I'm responsible for how other people mm. feel. So one is that I'm automatically and compulsively concerned with them. Four is that I'm responsible for it. And mm. five is that I can't disappoint anybody. So 80% of people with chronic mm. illness and autoimmune disorders are women. Mm. Because women identify very strongly with all five of these. I'm not saying that men don't. They definitely do. But the identification with role and duty and responsibility and the the main thing is while ignoring your own mm. at the expense of your own emotional yeah. well-being. Yeah, giving your energy away. Which is why our bodies get sick. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. we're not giving them the love that they need. So that's why, like, my passion for this has just tenfold since I read that because mm. I'm like, these can be prevented. We can stop these behaviors mm. and give our bodies back the thriving health that they desire by changing the way that we show up in the world emotionally, too. Mm. You know? So that's so, why I want to help women more than So anything. you think it's part of a program or, like, why, like right now, mm. what, what do you think right now is causing people to not, first of all, see these things? I mean, because that, that's part of it is, like, opening your eyes to it mm-hmm. and because then they're like oh well nah I don't do that mm-hmm. and then you got to shine the light on it right mm-hmm. um but yeah what do you think are like the main contributing factors is it duty and role or is there it's just inset in their program, their, their traditional upbringing. Yeah, I do. I think that there's some ancestral and generational trauma mm. in there. I think that it has a lot to do with the fact that this is just how it's always been. Mm. I do think that things are changing now, which is very exciting. That these younger generations are like, wait, I'm not willing to sell my soul to survive. Right. I'm not willing to give up my boundaries. I'm not willing to allow a corporation to misuse and abuse me. I'm not willing Mm -hmm. to allow a partner, a child, an animal, you know, because we just never, like, we just didn't know. So to be Mm -hmm. honest, I think there's a lot of ignorance Mm -hmm. that um, women especially didn't know that we had a voice, Mm -hmm. that we could have a voice, um, that it was okay to express healthy anger. Like it just had a lot to do with how we were raised Mm -hmm. growing up that we saw our mothers and our grandmothers, um, feel responsible for the emotional well-being of others at the expense of their own. They felt like they might die if they disappointed someone. Mm -hmm. It really was a huge life or death type thing. Um, I'm not doing right. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard that a lot. Like this is what I'm supposed to do all these things for my partner. Yeah. Like if I don't, then I'm a, I'm a disappointment to them or I'm not doing my doing, not making them happy or, um, 
you know, uh, I know there's been some role reversals and then some mixtures and I'm not going to get into that whole subject, but, mm-hmm. um, traditionally that's, you know, mm-hmm. the woman moving into the workplace and, the and, um, I could even say like for the whole like gaming, uh, aspect of it, because like my older daughter, they, they're both gamers and mm-hmm. they, I'm like, how do you spend that much time? And you're not even talking to each other. You're talking to other people online. And so like, it's, it's a disconnection. There is a, mm-hmm. there it is. I knew it was in there somewhere. <laughs> a disconnection like, where there's so much going on that, um, people are, um, disconnected and, um, What's the other word? They're distracted. Mm. Disconnected and distracted. Oh, I would agree with that completely. Yeah, and so we're yes. not... That's that's part of, like, the blinding issue. So then we just push those things aside, and mm. then um, then we don't have the attention span to even watch a video that's an hour long. Mm-hmm. So, like, where do we find that balance? So, mm. yeah, I see I see a lot of the same, um, same answers to those questions, like... Mm. Uh, what people are looking for, what they're needing, what they're dealing with stress-wise and uh, deep within their their self. That introspection is, like, hard for people to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, if you're ready to do that kind of work, she's got some awesome events coming up. Yeah, yeah. And she's got some awesome partners, too. That, yeah, for sure. I have to, for link, sure. have to link the other video mm. um, so people can get to know her. Um I do think that's normal, though. I do want to just say that, that when we go through a trauma or something, we tend to fragment. Mm. So our parts, we become different parts in our Mm -hmm. psyche. So there's a part of us that that has to recognize the trauma and kind of deal with it. And then there's another part that's just a survival instinct that says, Oh, I just have to keep going. Yeah. That's the part that's like, no one's going to pay my bills or raise my kids for me. I still have to keep going. And that's okay. Like for us to like autopilot. Yes. And then so every self care goes out the window. Yes. Yeah. And that's a trauma response, Mm -hmm. you know, so compassion for that. And sometimes people will live their whole lives in that part, that part, I just have to keep going. I have to keep going. But what I think is happening is as we're all reaching our crucial, um, now I can't think of the word. <laughs> Sorry. But that's okay. <laughs> that, that point where we just cannot suppress anymore. We cannot distract anymore. Like a breaking point. Breaking point. Exactly. And the, that's when the universe says, I'm going to make you so uncomfortable mm-hmm. that you're going to have to do something. Yes. You know? And so I think that's what's happening. And I don't think that we can force people to find that no. point. I think everyone's going to have to do oh, it on man. their own. Yeah. And when they do, we're ready, ready for and, you. Yeah. When you're ready and willing. Yeah. <laughs> we are ready for you. You've got, got you, girl. you've got so many people that have great tools, mm-hmm. great ways to help you deal with the discomfort of finally just saying, I'm sick of my own stuff. I'm sick mm-hmm. of getting in my own way. I'm sick of my sabotage. I'm sick of my patterns. I'm sick of my dysfunctional relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of my inner critic. I mean, there's just so many things that we all deal with and we finally just put our foot down and say, that's it. Drawing a line in the sand. I'm not going to have you in my life anymore. And these are the tools that can help you actually do that instead of just saying it and trying to pretend it into existence. I'm not really good at faking it until I make it. 
I need to get truly authentic and get into the shadow and inner child and solve it from there. Well, and I, f- I feel like, too, like something has to be said about um, just doing the work. Like, give us, giving something enough um, an opportunity to actually work in your life. Like, you've been doing these negative habits for a long time, developing, like, um, bad behaviors, and you can't expect, like, overnight for it to just go away. Like, I have people come to me all the time, massage-wise, or, like, this body part is messed up, and, you know, it's getting a little bit better a little bit at a time, and that's how it is, like, baby steps to kind of reclaim your health, yeah. mental and physical. Yeah. Um, and, but it takes, like you, you said before, courage mm-hmm. and willingness to do no matter what and mm-hmm. give these things, these alternative therapies an, an opportunity to do what they need to do. Yeah. Not yeah. just giving up because like day one, it, you didn't feel something from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree completely. And the baby steps part is absolutely essential mm-hmm. because we do expect instant gratification mm-hmm. in this day and age. We want to go in and have a Reiki session and walk out and be completely healed. Oh, yeah. Go in and have a massage and then leave and have no more muscle pain or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I'm learning for these five characteristics of people that have chronic illness, the way to heal is not, you know, by taking a pill and like dealing with all the side effects that come along from that, but it's in each and every time that you notice that you're concerned about someone else's emotional health mm. at the detriment of your own and you say, nope, stop. Mm. Mm-hmm. How do I feel about this? That's them. This is me. I'm not responsible for that. I'm responsible for Mm -hmm. this. Every time you say, it's okay if they're disappointed in me. That has nothing to do with the way that I've shown up today. I've done my very best. Mm -hmm. It's every time that you say, I feel angry and I'm going to express this in Mm -hmm. the healthiest, most compassionate way that I can. That's how I feel the healing comes in those tiny little baby steps. And then Before long, you realize, oh my God, I don't do any of those Mm. things. Or, oh my God, I'm not triggered in the same way that I was before. But none of this is an overnight sensation. Right. Just like you said, none of these habits and beliefs formed overnight, and none of them are going to be fixed overnight. Mm. Just like you can't lose 30 pounds overnight. (laughs) It took you a year, however long it took you to gain those 30 pounds. Right. So yeah, I think it's essential that we focus on those baby steps. Really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else? I know you talked a little bit about meditation as a is also a passion of yours. Yeah. So so that's what I love about EFT is that I've always tried to have this law of attraction manifestation mm. practice. I've always tried to have these meditation practices and all these things, but all of my traumas were like not allowing me to believe my affirmations. Mm. So my manifestations weren't working. My traumas were keeping me in my monkey mind and I wasn't able to really like sit in Mm. meditation and be calm with it because it was extremely uncomfortable. Mm. You know what I mean? So now that I have worked through some things, EFT has helped me with that and I've finally um, been able to embrace a really beautiful meditation practice. So I just wanted to share that with you. You can go find it um, online for free. My teacher... Um, at EFT Universe taught it to me, and it's called Eco Meditation. Okay. I won't go too much into detail about it, but it basically just has five steps that he combined all that we've learned in Mm. science help you get into alpha quickest. 
Okay. So five different things that you can do with your body that Joe Dispenza also mm. does a lot. Love the man. All the people in the yes. Transformation Leadership Council, you yeah. know, like Jack Canfield and all these really yes. beautiful people have figured out the best ways to get you into altered states of consciousness pretty quickly. Mm. Um, so get into your alpha, get into your theta, get into your delta, where the real work happens, mm. where our subconscious is down there preening and like, mm. you know, putting in stuff that it thinks is important and getting rid of stuff that it thinks isn't. Mm -hmm. And so by us getting into those meditative phases, stage, stages, we can have more control over what our subconscious does mm -hmm. down there. So ecomeditation.com okay. is what it is. It's just ECO meditation, all one word, no dash or hyphens or anything. Um, and I've been doing it every morning for about a month now. And I can tell you <coughs> it has changed everything mm -hmm. drastically, mm -hmm. drastically. I'm able to just close my eyes now kind of at this point and find peace. Yeah. So EFT is has been the best way for me to just kind of grab the machete and break through all the stuff that mm -hmm. was preventing me from getting into this place that I've been searching for this whole time. Nice. So now that I can... Mm -hmm. Meditation has has really changed my life and been mm. absolutely fundamental to me feeling like a whole person, a whole and worthy person. You're a whole ass person. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I am gonna also put all the show notes or, or all your links and some of your upcoming events so people can yeah. find you. Um, I am glad we finally got together. I know there was. Yeah, Some touch and go I'm for a so while. Excited. Yeah, and I'm excited for the work that you're doing. And mm. like I said, I applaud you for sticking it, sticking in there. It's it's tough, I know, and deal with it all the time. Yeah. Um, and sharing all your wonderful information. Oh, thank you so much. I really, really look forward to working with anyone who's resonated with EFT. And you can find me at my website, AmandaWonderland.com. And then if you are a woman who resonates with anything that we said about feeling blocked and just wanting to change the way that you're showing up in your life, uh, www.wakeupweekend.love will tell you everything that you need to know about our intensive transformational retreats. Yay! Yeah! Thank Super you. Super exciting. Thank you, Hope. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Your support will help me to continue this work. Until next time, be love and namaste.